Welcome to Grace in Public, preaching and teaching in the heartland and all around the world. Please listen closely to today's clip. It's really a very gentle message about revival. So sit back and listen. Now then, revival. Please listen to the introduction and the best you can consider the presence of God as the word is being spoken. One of the things that we have learned recently in our series on humility is that humility and contriteness become the very premise and basis for revival. So it's only right that after we complete a series on humility, the longest we have ever preached, that we go into revival. Because in our humility series, we considered Isaiah 57:15, where God said through the prophet Isaiah, For I am the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, who also will inhabit him who has a broken spirit and a contrite heart. And I will revive him, quicken him, revive him who is of a humble spirit. And it says it again in just about that way. So the only ones that even if you want to, even if I want to, the only ones that can experience Word of God revival would be the humble people. There is no possible way of living in a Word of God revival unless we have a broken and contrite spirit. I not only, God says, will inhabit him, but I will revive him and quicken him who has a humble and broken spirit. So that perhaps first gives the answer to why millions that love God and that are going to heaven are not revived. And that's why we preach so long on that series that we just completed. I will revive him through inhabiting him who has a broken and contrite spirit. And I'm in him to revive him. What does revival mean? Well... It means being refreshed. It means being quickened. It means being renewed. It means being completely and totally changed in that moment. So if you would just think of those meanings, refreshed, that's a good word for relaxation and renewal, quickening, instantaneous quickening. It means being transformed and Plead my cause, the psalmist said, deliver me and quicken me according to thy word. That's what 154 says of 119. Plead my cause, deliver me and quicken me according to thy word. And that's what revival is. Revival isn't being quickened by stimulation, by emotionalism, by happiness, by good circumstances. Revival is being quickened by God's Word. And that's why we have so little revival. Already we have considered two things about revival. Number one, no one can be revived without being humble and broken through Calvary. No one. Number two, revival and quickening must be according to God's Word. Let, let me illustrate it. The 156th verse in one translation of Psalm 119 says this, Deal with me according to thy tender mercies. 
Then it says, quicken me according to thy judgment. And judgment is an expression of justice. And mercy is the new expression of justice. Exolifon, something that goes beyond justice. That's mercy. So therefore it says, deal with me according to thy tender mercies. But then in the same verse, quicken me according to thy judgments. Well, that means that tender mercies are God's new way of expressing justice. Because ex on God's mercy that wipes out sin, goes beyond justice toward the believer when justice is satisfied in Psalm 85, 10 to 12. Now then, we have this tremendous principle of being quickened according to God's word. Oh, I, I want to ponder there for a moment. I do not want to hasten in this message to communicate it. I want it to be spoke slowly, progressively, and carefully. I want you to listen to each thing that we'll be thinking in context with this particular series. And you'll discover it is no secret. If we'll let God revive us, what God can do. Quicken me according to thy word. Now, when the Bible teaches in Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is quick and powerful. Don't act like you know the verse. We haven't begun to know the verse. The word of God is quick. It's quick. It has revival power, refreshing quality, renewal provision. The word of God is quick. It transforms instantly and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the joints and marrows and soul and spirit. It is a critic of the thoughts and intentions and motives of the heart. Revival, number three, is living in a viewpoint of God motive. Revival is living in divine viewpoint motives. That's the third thing about revival. It's living in divine viewpoint motives. You see, when I am revived, my motives will be right. So I will never decline from my position in resurrection and if I do of course I'll recover now by rebound so our potential through godly motivation is unbelievable our potential for God to work is indescribable uh, just just sing it with me for a moment we want to take this message very carefully just a verse or two of it is no secret sing it with me if we will let God revive us, it is no secret that old Stuart Hamlet number what God can do. The chimes of time ring out the news. Another day is through. Someone slipped and fell. Was that someone you? You may have long for added strength your courage to renew. Do not be disheartened. I have news for you. Sing it. It is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret 
You see, it is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. And I love that verse part that says, Someone slipped and fell. Was that someone you? You may have longed for added strength, your courage to renew, but do not be disheartened, for I have news for you. See, once, once the engrafted word on the doctrine of revival takes over our heart, just believe me, in the presence of God, it is no secret what God can do. I think you'll see when we get through this series. We prayed out back this morning that God would speak and quicken me every second, just like everyone else. And by the way, when I said about tapes, I didn't mean it was wrong to listen to other tapes. It's not wrong. It's fine. I just said anything that discredits the vision here. That's all. I think you understand that because it brings divided hearts. It's okay to get different portions, good portions, and listen and thank God for the whole body as long as it complements where you are in your calling. I say that because all portions are diverse and profitable. But quicken me according to thy word. Now, take this this morning like you've never understood it before in this series. God's people should have boldness. There should be boldness instead of intimidation. Confidence instead of staggering faith. Assurance instead of doubt. Paul said, my speech in 2 Corinthians 7, 4 was of boldness. He said in Ephesians 3, 12, we have access to God with boldness. With boldness. And that's a very beautiful principle. Enter into the holiness with boldness. Hebrews 10, 19. When we're quickened by the word of God, the fourth principle is this. We will have boldness. The problem with Christians, why a lot of them don't get healed, is they don't have boldness. They don't get their prayers answered. They don't have boldness. Well, let me illustrate it, if I may. I, I was blessed this morning. I was studying from 10 until 3. And this is what God said. He showed me the prayer of affirmation. The prayer of affirmation. What's the prayer of affirmation? When I don't ask anything, when I say that's the way it is because of who God is. There's times for that. Absalom was going against his daddy, and his daddy was outside in the desert of Judea, and he said a prayer of affirmation. Want to hear it? Now think of it. He doesn't know if his son is going to take over his kingdom. He doesn't know where he stands. He's not wavering. He has boldness, and he makes a prayer of affirmation. He said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Then he said something beautiful. I just want to quote it because it's magnificent. In that little place, without any possessions except what he had in his hand, he said, surely divine goodness and divine mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I mean, he didn't know about his son. His heart was broken, but he gave a prayer of affirmation. He had boldness. He said, this is the way it is, Lord. You're my shepherd. That's the way it is. I shall not walk. That's the way it is. You see a prayer of affirmation? No doubting, no wavering, not a question in the world. 
But the word follow is the beautiful word. It's a very poor word for King James to use because the real word says relentlessly pursue. Now, now listen to it. He's in a Judea desert and this is what he's saying. You will relentlessly pursue me all the days of my life with divine goodness and mercy. Prayer of affirmation. Be quickened according to that word. Be revived. Be freshed. Renewed. Refreshed. Transformed. For the word of God is quick and powerful. Oh, the motives of David in that Judean desert. You see? That's what revival is. He had every reason to be defeated by circumstance. He had every reason to be paranoid. His 600 mighty men, Philistines, were part of the crew going after his son. And he didn't want his son to be hurt. But the time had run out on his son. Listen, may I say this? God's divine goodness and divine mercy will relentlessly pursue you all the days of your life. That's the truth. All the days of your life. It is no secret what God can do. Be renewed. Be refreshed. Be revived. I can't afford to get up in the morning. I'm too wicked. I'm too evil naturally. I'm too passive. I'm too undisciplined. I'm too selfish. I'm too careless. I can't afford to get up in the morning and live on yesterday's Christianity. I just can't do it. I can do okay, but I can't afford it. I can't afford to live on theology that I've studied. I can't afford to live on the knowledge that I've acquired. I can't afford it. I just can't do it. I can quote it all over the place, but I can't do it. I've got to be quickened according to God's word. Morning, noon, and night, renewed, refreshed. And have the norms and standards for my thinking be the word of God. So many conversations are in what's happening back home. No, what's happening in my heart with God? What's happening in my heart with God? Oh, Moses, Moses said it so beautifully. He said, God, in Exodus 34, I want to know your character. I want to know what you're like. I want to know who you really are if I'm going to follow you and lead the people in this journey. Show me your characteristics. Show me your name. Show me who you are. You see, Moses understood it was so crucial. It was so very important to get to know God and who he was. And this is, uh, this is what the Word of God says. So beautifully. And uh, in Exodus, the 34th chapter, says, The Lord, God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands. You want to know who God is? Listen to it again. Merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and doctrine, keeping mercy for thousands. That's who God is. You want to know who I am? He said, that's who I am. That's who I am. You know what that word is for mercy there? Unfailing loyalty. And in that particular context, that's what it means by some commentators. Unfailing loyalty. You know what that means? When everyone else may be disloyal at some time or another. I may be disloyal to you. You may be disloyal to me. God gives you unfailing loyalty, unfailing love, 
unfailing grace, unfailing mercy, unfailing forgiveness, you see. Be quickened according to God's word pertaining to God's unfailing loyalty. You see, God's love is unfailing. It's just unfailing. That's the beautiful thing about it. See, I, I, I've got my Amplified here. Listen to this in the Amplified. Let your character or moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, loss, and craving for earthly possessions, and be satisfied with your present circumstance. And be satisfied with your present circumstance. And be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have and where you're at. I will not in any way fail you nor give you up nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless nor forsake you, let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. In the original, there's five I will not. Relax. Don't go after things. Don't try to have your circumstances change. Why? I will not. I will not. I will not. I will not. I will not leave you helpless nor leave you without support. But I'll be with you forever. Now, now listen. Be quickened according to that word. See, that's revival. That's what revival. Be quickened according to that word. I want you to see this now. Some of you remember this one. Revival is being quickened according to God's Word. Being refreshed, being renewed, being quickened. Listen to this now. As the Savior was walking up Calvary's hill, all the birds hushed their singing and the lilies stood still. All the flowers in the field bowed their lovely hand as the Savior up Calvary was led. Then they nailed his hand and they pierced his precious side. Oh, the pain was so great and the tears filled his eyes. Yet he spake, he spake not a word till the last breath he drew and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Tell me why, tell me why Jesus died on Calvary. Tell me why did he suffer such agony? For God loved this whole world that he gave his only Son. And that is why Jesus died for you and me. See, we can't answer. Can't do it. And the same Christ that died and shed his precious blood gives us his word on every subject. Oh, I want to get it across. There isn't a subject that he doesn't give his word to us upon. Every subject. If we'll look in the book. So when I take up the subject, listen with new motives. Listen like you're a little child. Listen in humility. Listen in brokenness. Don't, don't see the sinner saved by grace preaching. Hear the word from God. Listen and be renewed. Be quickened. Be fresh. Let it be engrafted deep in your heart. It'll bless you to build you up. It'll edify you. It'll conform you slowly into Christ's image. If it may heal the sick. It may straighten out passive marriages. I do not know. It may take a husband who cleaves to insecure.
security into denominational ties into rationalistic attitudes and finally make him humble and broken and a brand new creature when he gets rid of his jealousy and his envy and his fear. Oh, there's so much envy, jealousy, and fear, and God wants to quicken us through the Holy Spirit. And when we're quickened by God's Word, we don't have to have our circumstances change. Jesus is enough. Christ is enough. Now, I want to take one subject, for example, one subject, and I want you to think with me on this subject. In Psalm 138, verse 7, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. You see, God says, though we walk in the midst of trouble, revival's there. He said, thou wilt revive me, though I walk in the midst of trouble. Thou wilt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies. And thy right hand shall save me. Oh, that's such a precious verse. Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 2. O Lord, I have heard of thy speech. O Lord, I have heard of thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive, renew, quicken thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known. In wrath, remember mercy upon America. That's my prayer. Oh, God, listen, listen. May we play a little part, just a little part. Remember your, your word in the midst of the, the terrible sins of this nation. Remember your mercy in the midst of wrath. Revive your work. Oh, God, revive it. That's what the, the writer of Habakkuk cried out. I've heard of thy speech and was afraid, O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of years. In the midst of years, make known, O oh, God is going to, I sense it, God is going to. Listen, revival is when God's people, as sinners saved by grace, experience the quickening power of the word and the filling and the filling and the filling and the filling of the precious Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God reviving in the midst of the year. And when he may bring judgment upon America, he'll remember mercy toward anyone in America that'll turn to God through Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in. If you can, don't forget to send a tax-deductible gift to us. Your generous donation made to our program promotes this broadcast and ones like it going out on the Internet and broadcast on local stations throughout the United States. So please prayerfully consider what you can give. Find out how to give your donation at www.graceandpublic.com Ephesians 5.19 Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making a melody in your heart to the Lord. <laughs> That's the verse that comes to mind after listening to that message. And it's very gentle and very much really an example, I, I would say to us, isn't it? This music. And, and I think we really have been blessed if you've been in a church atmosphere where there's great biblical music and it somehow sticks in your brain and you sing it, you find yourself humming and singing these songs and they have great content, and there's great revival. It, it, it's possible in your heart when you hear that music, the Word of God set to music, and it brings to remembrance verses that quicken you. Colossians 3.16 Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, 
in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. I love listening to that message. And then we stop and say, let that quicken you. Let that revive you. Did you hear what was just said? Let that revive you. And it's good to rehearse the promises of God, those things that are edifying, and they, and we, and we hear it, and we say, "Hmm, well, God, let that quicken me, let that revive me, really drive that home, Lord, that Your Spirit would quicken me, would make that word alive in me, would give me clear understanding of what Your Scripture means there. I, I kind of get it. I, I sort of hear it." And, and I have a surface understanding, and it's peculiar and interest in me. I, I, that, that, that strikes a chord in my spirit that resonates, that it's truth and it's from you. Would you give that to me? Well, I, I want that. I'm, I'm going to claim that as mine. Quicken me, God, according to your word. We'd love to hear from you, so please go to our website and contact us. The web address is www.graceinpublic.com. Yes, it's no secret what God can do. (laughs) Maybe it has been a secret to you. Maybe you haven't heard these things before. Or maybe you have, but you've never really trusted in Christ. You've lived your life just as you wanted. And yet the person who has fallen, and it might be you, it might be you. If it is you, then there's hope for you today. You can be revived. But, but first, it has to leave religion. Religion isn't going to cut it. Nor is you running and continuing to run from God to find fulfillment out, out on your own in lasciviousness and lawlessness and going your own way. The first start here, the first step, the start, of it is receiving Christ and knowing him as your savior so quietly with those songs ringing in your ears you can receive Christ as your savior pray a prayer Lord Jesus come into my life save me it's not a secret anymore to me what you can do you can come into my life and cleanse me make me whole revive me give me life like you've done to so many before I want the life that you've offered. You paid such a dear price for on the cross. You died that day. You were buried and you rose with new life. And I I receive that life now, Lord. I receive your cleansing. I receive what you've done on my behalf on the cross. And I believe in you. And I ask you to transform me. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>